0: Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had a time, or can you remember a time, when you were at perfect peace, like everything was good? I want you to take a minute and just kind of reflect on that. I I say a minute metaphorically. I'm going to keep running my mouth, but I bet you it's hard for you to remember, to remember a time where you were settled in your soul because we let the cares of this world choke out peace very quickly. We might get a snippet of it. It might creep into our heart, but then it vanishes with the kind of worries and cares, and, and we get distracted. Uh, the other day, my son called me, and we were talking, and I said, hey, I need to go. I need to go into the grocery store. And he says, dad, can't you talk on the phone and walk into the grocery store at the same time? And I said, no, there's too many distractions. And of course, that's part of my ADD and he's wonders where he gets it so it's generational. But you know, Christmas has come and we declare peace on earth and goodwill to men. Yeah, you know, that's what the angel announced at that famous starry night in Bethlehem. And it seems that that peace is fleeting And goodwill is an aberration. It really doesn't exist. And we would love to unwrap a package of peace and enjoy that or take a long, deep drink of goodwill. But it just kind of evaporates and it's gone. Uh, Those are the longings of our heart. The Jewish people, where, you know, of course, we're influenced by Judaism. And as Christians, we're part of that whole kind of system. And Jesus was a Jew, just so you. Guys, kind of knew that, and um, but it was more than that. he was God. Anyway, uh, they had a they have a word for peace. It's shalom, and I, I deal with some friends in Israel a lot, and, and they greet me with shalom, and we depart with shalom. And shalom is an interesting word. Shalom really means this: wholeness, completeness, health, security, even prosperity in the best sense. This is peace that only comes from God, and it's unlike what the world gives. It's an interesting word. Now, the world bases peace on the absence of conflict or the plenty of resources or calming in your spirit of feeling, but God bases peace based on relationships. Relationship with him that is at peace and relationship with others that is peaceful or the expression of the relationship that God brings into our relationships, there's peace And shalom was that word that God gave the Jewish people and we give it. Now, the world says this, that peace is something you negotiate, you purchase, or you hope for. To Christ followers, and I want to read this because I want to get it right, peace is a gift of relationships. No Christ and no peace. Christmas is the clear reminder that the Prince of Peace has come. Peace was born in a messy stable, lived in a no-account village, traveled a small nation died on a cross, was buried in a borrowed tomb, and rose again and changed the world. Peace is a person. He is Shalom, and he is King Jesus. Now, during these days of uncertainty and ambiguity, and I probably say that with more emphasis than ever because this pandemic, I don't know about you, but I'm glad 2020 is kind of over, and I think 2021 is going to have its own challenges as well. <clears throat> but anyway, God's working on us. But in this season of, of ambiguity and uncertainty, the promise of peace is so attractive. And today, here in this Christmas season, I want you to hear what Jesus says about peace and because he has so much to say. Now, before I get there, before we dig into a, a simple passage and then push off of that with peace, I want us to address some peace thieves, some peace robbers, as it were. And you know what? The first one is really a shame. There's shame. There's so much toxic power in shame. To look back about what you've done and how you've done it. Now, often the pain of recovery from the shame, the shameful experience, the the pain, the recovery is more painful than the experience itself. Uh, you think about the woman caught in adultery, and and they brought her to Jesus, and they were going to stone her, and and then Jesus said, "Hey, let him who was out sin cast the first stone." And, they dropped their stones from the oldest to the youngest, and they left. And And she said, and Jesus said, where are your accusers? So this is what she said. No one, Lord. She, and Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. I love that. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Now, oftentimes I'll say to our staff, tongue in cheek, I'll say, go and sin less. Because you know, I don't have the authority to say, go and sin no more. But Jesus has the authority to say, hey, I have freed you from your shame. That's pretty amazing. And when we're freed from shame, we're freed from, to have peace. And then there's the the peace robber of disappointment. Things just didn't turn out as they should. Now, don't look at your spouse right now when I say that, but just didn't turn out like they should. Your kids are disappointed. Your job is disappointed. Your house has disappointed you. Your spouse has disappointed you. The cares of this world are disappointed. Your retirement Uh, The the election has disappointed you. And then peace flees. And and there's these, these unrest mongers who live in our world who like to keep things stirred up. And we just get disappointed when things don't go our way. And then there's regret. Regret robs you of your future by reminding you of your past. Shame and regret often hold hands. They're found in the same conundrum. They're there. And you look back and say, gosh, and the, the coulda, shoulda, would woulda's, I coulda done this, I shoulda done that, I woulda done this, man, will rob you of peace. I look back on decisions I make and I said, you know, I coulda, shoulda done this, I, could, I woulda, coulda done that. And what that does is it robs me from the joy and the peace of my present circumstances. I think about the journey I've been on and following Jesus, the assignments he's given me. I, I say often, I, I shoulda never left Victoria. But God had a plan for me. I should have never gone to Tallahassee. But God had a plan for me. I should have never left Canada. And, and God had a plan for me. I, I And God brought me here through his divine plan. Regret has no place in the heart of someone following Christ. Hmm. And then there's not forgiving. That I, I'm going to have my peace, Rob, because I'm not going to forgive you. Now, forgiving and vengeance. Vengeance belongs to God, not to you. <clears throat> not forgiving is like drinking poison hoping the other person will die. Now, you, and I know you've heard that. That's an old idiom. I didn't make that up. I stole it and harvested it from other communicators. But this is part of what robs me of my peace. Just when the inklings of peace start coming to my mind, I remember being sinned against. And I'm not going to forgive because I like the fact that I'm holding on to vengeance. Man, That's sick. You know, you're only as sick as your secrets. And when you're harboring that resentment and bitterness and you're not forgiving, it's drinking poison to your soul. So it's a peace robber. Now, God wants you to live in shalom. Now, if you're in a relationship with people, people bring problems, and people could be the biggest peace robbers, or they could be used as God's instrument of peace. We literally, Jesus said this Blessed are the peacemakers for they will inherit the kingdom of God. So I have a choice now. I can let people rob peace, or I can be a peacemaker that distribute peace. But let's hear what Jesus has to say. And hearing what Jesus has to say here in this Christmas season, I think you will indeed see that he is the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you want to say to us this morning. And I pray that you speak through me, not be my words or my thoughts, but your words, your thoughts, that brings your peace in this season of alleged peace. Let us find this in you, and I pray this in your son's strong name. Amen. Now, when we were talking about Christmas and the Christmas season and Christmas preaching, uh, Sean Sivils, who's been teaching the last couple of weeks online, I love Sean. He's done a great job. We looked at love, joy, and peace, love, joy, and peace, kind of the themes of the season. Now, I've already started thinking about next Christmas where we're going to talk about the names of Jesus Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. We're going to look at that. But but we're talking about peace today. And I appreciate Sean talking about love and joy. But let's dovetail off that because the product of love and joy is peace. It produces peace. So let's look at it. Jesus said this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. You see, being Unrest or not at peace brings a troubled, restless heart. A troubled, restless heart. Jesus said, I have the antidote to your troubled, restless heart. I want to let your heart not be troubled and that you're not going to be afraid. That you're resting in him. So here's the first thing I want you to hold on to. Peace is really a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. Jesus was addressing his followers. This is found in John uh, chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus was addressing his followers the night before his crucifixion. They were going to need a dose of peace because they were about to face the most uncertain times of their life. They were going from this transition for where they thought Jesus was going to establish an earthly kingdom, overthrow the Romans, and instigate uh, the, the millennial reign of Christ, <coughs> Excuse me. To, to they were going to uh, well it'd be in a complete state of, of just disarray. Because Jesus was doing something they never thought, imagined, could be done or or handled. So here's where they were in this. Now, he does the same thing for us. Jesus interjected this in a season of their life where they needed peace. He does the same thing for us. He speaks to us in the middle of our struggle. And he says, peace. Peace be still. Peace I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. It's a gift that you don't earn or deserve. It's something God gives you, and it's a result of relationships. There again, a conversation with my son recently about Christmas. I said, hey, don't give me anything for Christmas. Don't buy me a present. Don't buy me a shirt that doesn't fit or a book I won't read. Uh, don't, all I want is you. All I want is your presence. All I want is, is my son and my daughter and her husband and, and, and my little grandchildren and my Tara. That's all I want. Is it the gift of relationships? Listen, listen to this. This is what God says. Therefore, since you've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? That's all we need. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we've also obtained access by faith into his grace, which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope for the glo- of the glory of God. We've been given peace with God and with a relationship with God, and we rejoice in that hope that God has filled our hearts. So it's Romans 5, 1 and 2. Amazing. When you receive Jesus, get this, you are in permanent peace with God, with God. That trumps every circumstance in our life to realize that we're in permanent peace with God. Now, Satan wants to rob you of peace. He wants. He wants to... To impute God's righteousness and his goodness and his grace and his faith. Now, Satan knows this. Satan cannot damn you to hell because you belong to Jesus. When you give your life to Jesus, Satan can't touch you. Now he can influence you, he cannot possess you, he can aggravate you, he can antagonize you, he could distract you, and he can tempt you, but he cannot damn you nor possess you. Now, get this: the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and to have abundance. Now, listen to this. Satan has no foothold in your life unless you allow him. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Satan only has the authority. What you permit is what you get. And you can let Satan rob you of your peace. Have you ever noticed that your unrest is always greater in the middle of the night when you wake up? When you wake up, I, I have recurring dreams of being diminished. And, and, and someone has diminished me because my core fear is being diminished. And someone has said something to me or done something to me or, or diminished me. Uh, it, it, it probably comes out of my childhood. I don't know. Uh, maybe it comes out of my athletic career. I, I don't know. But I know this, that this this aggravation, this gnawing of my soul at night is Satan's garbage And God is greater in me than than Satan is influencing over me. And I just tell Satan, I wake up and say, shut your pie hole. I go back to sleep. Because that's where God wants me to be, to rest in the sureness of him. So a gift is not a gift, get this, until you accept it. It's not. You know, I'm surrounded by Christmas stuff and we give gifts. But gifts that sit under a tree that are never unpackaged, they become the clutter of next year. But gifts that are received and open become the joy of the present. And that's what God wants you to experience. To experience that joy, that it's a gift of relationship. But also, not only is it a gift, but it's a promise. Jesus says, I am going to do this for you. Now, the promise is based on Jesus' character, not your behavior. What? That's right. Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. His promise is to abide in us through the Holy Spirit, and He's come inside of us. Again, in John 14, I will ask the Father, and He'll give you another helper, and He will be with you forever. And that doesn't say He'll be with you as long as you're behaving yourself and read your Bible and praying and showed up at church. He's not going to, no, He says, I will be with you forever because you belong to me. He is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells in you and will be in you. That's the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Oh, wow. Charles Spurgeon said this. He's the prince of preachers. Little faith, a little faith will get your soul into heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to your soul. When you realize that the gift and the promise of God is peace, he gives you peace and He promises you peace and is permanently abiding. The peace of heaven will fill your heart, will make a home in your heart as you trust in the Lord. The psalmist said this in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desire of your heart. I can't think of any one of you listening that does not desire peace. And God says, I'm going to do it to you. Now, you must do the hard work of dealing with the peace robbers because you are your biggest problem. Deal with the peace robbers. All right, Jesus was the master of of all situations. He calmed seas. He turned water into wine. He raised the dead. He healed the blind. He caused the lame to be resurrected. There was not a situation that Jesus was not in full control of or demand of. Even when he faced the cross, he was in complete control. You see, Jesus wasn't killed. He gave his life willingly that we might be at peace with God. And that's the amazing thing with us. Jesus was never and will never be out of control. If Jesus could face the circumstances of this life with that level of control and peace, don't you think he can give you the same? Don't you think Jesus can do the same in you? He can and he will and he wants to. But you have to choose. Now, I want to read this to you because I wrote it and I want you to catch it. We must choose to stop wallowing in our self-pity and pride and choose to live in peace of God. Hmm. I never saw a better example of this than my father. My father, when he died, he called us all together right before he died and he said, hey, don't worry about me. It's nothing but a little dying. How How did he get there? Because when Jesus came into my father's life, At the Battle of the Bulge during World War II, he said all fear left him because the peace of God invaded his life. Oh. Dad lived in the reality of the peace and the presence of King Jesus his whole life. And he said he lost all fear. He dealt with the robbers. He dealt with the robbers. This same Jesus who I saw in my dad, lives in me, lives in you, if you've trusted him. Oh, that means I can choose then to understand the reality of what the permanency of the presence of God is in my life. And he is the Prince of Peace. Now, i face difficult seasons in my life, and I'm, I know that there are going to be more difficult seasons in the days ahead. And um, I, I choose Jesus. I'm going to choose His peace. I'm not going to have a troubled heart. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to be afraid. This is a choice, so I choose Jesus. I was talking to a physician friend of mine, and you know, I'm getting older, and and uh, I know that my time is limited, and uh, I, that's okay. God's got control of this, and He told me that I would be a cardiologist dream because he could make money off of me for years. And he's a cardiologist. We laughed about it. But then I started thinking about my own mortality. I'm not scared of that. I'll but die. Okay. That I know when I die, I will rest in peace. Why? Because I've lived with the Prince of Peace all these days. Because when I was a little boy, I trusted Jesus. And he will never leave me nor forsake me. Huh, there's nothing more pitiful. Listen to me, it's going to make some of you mad. There's nothing more pitiful than a Christian, a Christ follower, who refuses to live in the peace of God. Nothing more pitiful. Don't be that person. Peace has come. It's the gift of God at Christmas. Shalom. I greet you with that, and I leave with you with that. Wholeness, complete health, security, even prosperity in the best sense. The peace that only comes from God. It's not like what the world gives. Shalom comes from Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Choose Jesus. Choose peace. And he will give it to you. Merry Christmas. Father, thank you for what you've said to us this morning. And I pray, Father, as we deal with the situations and circumstances of our life, that we'll be found in you and find our peace in you. I pray, Father, for those who are listening to me today who've never trusted you, that this Christmas season will be the season where they step from believing in themselves to believing in you. They give their life to you. And with your heads bowed, if that's you right now, you want to pray with me, to receive Christ, then pray this, Jesus, I'm yours. I give my life to you. Jesus, I'm yours. I give my life to you. Thank you for forgiving my sins, being raised again from the dead. Now I'm going to live all for you, Jesus. Jesus, I'm yours. If you just pray that, click that little button and raise your hand and say, hey, I just trusted Christ today at, at Christmas. Father, I know that someone in this, this listening need to come back to you. They need to start living for you. Some need to go further with you. And I pray that your peace that passes all understanding will inhabit our hearts and minds as we trust in you. And I pray this in your son's strong name. Amen. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday before Christmas. And I pray this has been an encouragement to you. I want to remind you of your faithfulness in giving. Please, Help us spread the gospel. this church is the mission of God, and we want to do the good that needs doing right now we 're feeding the Wimberley Valley people that are that are food in a food desert food shortage we 're sending out literally hundreds of boxes to to provide food for people in the Wimberley Valley that need uh, feeding we 're also expanding our reach into Latin America through uh, Edificando Vidas, Building Lives Español, uh, helping churches be in, helped and and, and and do more than they ever thought possible, and plus our ongoing ministries here. What you're giving does good. We don't give to get or to hold. We give to give away so that God can bless people throughout the world through the ministry here. And I love you and I pray you have a great Christmas. I want to remind you of Christmas Eve. We're putting together an experience online that you can watch with your family and be inspired. Now, I want you to listen to this last song by Lizzie in LA and let the peace of God fill your heart. Merry Christmas. I love you guys. I'll see you again very soon.
1: Hark the head, angels sing? Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies With angelic voice proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem favor To all He bring